season's starting up soon. Yeah, footy's almost back. Gotta build that team, so I open up the app. Should I pick Big Tino? Should I pick Cheese? Should I bend the gin this year? Won't someone help me, please? Talking League says Nico, but they don't know the plan. If you want to win the league this year, then SJC man, up the wires. Up the waz, up the waz. Yeah, baby, up the waz indeed. Welcome along to this, the inaugural episode of a show we like to call Waz Weekly. I'm your host, Seaballs. Waz Weekly, we're a weekly fantasy podcast, proud member of the Talking League family of podcasts. We're bringing you all the news, reviews, hot takes, righteous gut feels, fantasy narratives with an ever so subtle hint of bias towards our favourite team, of course, the New Zealand Warriors. Before we get underway and consider what we're going to be talking about this week, be sure to check out Talking League across all your favourite social media channels. You can find us under Talking League Pod on Facebook, TikTok and Instagram, and of course, Talking League One on Twitter or X, whatever you call it. If you want to, you can check out our website, talkingleaguepod.com, for all the other info you need. And don't forget, friends, the Talking League Cup is now open to join. It's a free comp playing for the coveted NRL fantasy ring, the comp code 47RTSYKW, so get amongst it. Here's what we've got on the show this week, friends. Warriors 16, West Tigers 18. Yes, 12 brave Warriors going down to a full-strength West Tigers squad at our home ground here in Christchurch. Week one of the trials, we're going to be reviewing that game for you. Then we're going to take a walk down memory lane with a little thing we like to call the Warriors Errors Tour. And we need your help. We need your help. You've got to help us decide what is going to be our season-long forfeit for whoever comes lowest in our league. And finally, we're going to look ahead. Week two of the trials, Warriors, Dolphins up there at Go Media Mount Smart Stadium. It's going to be a sellout for sure. We're going to look ahead and perhaps make it one or two righteous gut feels for how that game's going to go. I can't do the show on my own, so I have to bring in a couple of raconteurs to join me and leading the charge is a fantasy regular part of the Talking League team. Uh, probably the, the hardcore Warriors fan of the bunch. Uh, apologies there to Shooter. This guy's got Warrior in his name. Come on board, Jay Warrior. Yeah, g'day, Chris. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Great to have you on Waz Weekly, Jay Warrior. Now, for... Uh, fantasy listeners who perhaps didn't catch your introduction when you joined the Talking League family, or who knows how long ago that was now, uh, we refer to you as our one and only professional fantasy player, which is quite the tag. Can you explain, please, for the punters? Yeah, oh, I love to pump up my entire, so no drama. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to going back in that history, they used to have a $500 a week cash prize for the highest score of the week. And I managed to rip out a 1111 to clean up on that $500 sweet Australian money, which is about a thousand New Zealand dollars. So yeah, I'm still, still probably living off that one moment and it propelled me up into first place that week. And I lasted there for about three weeks until running out of trades and, uh, and I've, basically been living in that sunshine ever since and failing to come close ever again. But the dream is the dream, mate. Just every year, new season, let's go. I will add 
that in that particular week uh, I happened to come up against you in our head-to-head, and I'm pretty sure that's still the highest score for a single round I've ever gotten, and I lost. So I am the the bitter soul on the other side of that equation, which which burns me considerably. Uh, I don't think you ever did shout us bears, though, from that win. So <laughs> Come on, I've shouted you plenty of bears over the years. Don't give me any of that, baloney. Uh, anyways, I think what the listeners are getting the sense of is you're going to bring the fantasy grunt to our show. So, uh, rightio, so a new voice to the podcast for the year for Wires Weekly. Uh, we brought in a good mate of ours, and... Uh, he's a good rooster, loves his fantasy, always good with a quick fantasy narrative, a spicy take. Uh, I want you to say hello, everyone, to new member of the team, the wee man. Come on in there, Johan. How you doing, buddy? Oh, heck, build-ups, Chris, build-ups. No, no, I'm, I'm good, mate. Um, yeah, pr- pretty excited, to be honest. Um, I, I originally remember when we were talking about it on the, the group chat and JY, the idealist as he is, was, was going on about how we should do a warrior centric podcast together and i was like oh yeah yeah sure yeah thinking that'll never happen and um yeah here we are so yeah we on we on look at us look at us now baby just to just to give the listeners a little bit of optics here you, you new voice and you kind of struggle to get a sense of what they look like what i want you to do listeners is to pitch a karen foreign and then i want you to put them in a like a hot cycle in your washing machine take them out, put them straight in the dryer and spin them on there for like, I don't know, two hours. And what you get is a two-thirds size, maybe half-size Kieran Foran that comes out of the dryer and you've got the wee man. What an absolute G up. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> now, just also, we've got to talk a little bit about your, your fantasy huts bar there, wee man. So what I want you to do, mate, is just thinking about the current Warriors squad which Warriors player do you think would best describe you as a fantasy player? Yeah, no, that, that was a really tough um, question, Chris. When you when you sent that through, I had to think about it for about three seconds. Um, easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm definitely a Kirk Capel. Like, you know, oh. just rocks up. No, no matter what year, what team, um, what salary cap, and uh, just perform, mate. So, yeah, don't sleep on the, the wee man. No, you don't sleep on the wee man. You've actually done very well in our head-to-head league the last few years. Did you make the final last year? Oh, yeah, I'm trying I, to forget that. I think, I think you made the final, didn't you? Yeah, yeah you lost <laughs> Someone it. let you into the final. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, for listeners who are probably sitting there scratching their head thinking, uh, okay, well, we've, we, we know Jay Warrior, and yet thanks for introducing us to the, the miniature version of Kieran and Who the heck is Seaballs? Uh, to dedicated listeners of Talking League, you might have heard my voice over the summer break as uh, myself, Robbo, and Rich uh, climbed into a little bit of content to do with other sports. We had a little podcast project that we had going for the summer called Talking Sport. Uh, so, yeah, I've been I've got a little bit of experience on the podcast front, but uh, just enough to, to hopefully get us by with our new format here at Wires Weekly for, I guess, to give you a sense of uh, my experience from a fantasy perspective, uh, head-to-head player since the Dream Team days back in the NRL Dream Team days, you know, picking Corey Parker as your captain to set and forget for the, the whole season. But of late, the boys have converted me into a lean, mean overall player. I will say that I'm probably going to represent the voice of the improving player. So I've been loving me some talking league potty action just to help me improve the way I view the game. And, uh, yeah, maybe that's why I'll be distributing the ball more to these two, two roosters. I think... 
I think you're selling yourself a bit short too, Chris. I think one of the reasons that I wanted to get you involved was for your musicality. And obviously you dropped our fantasy song last year. And we've got the Up the Wars, Up the Wars, full version due out. We'll put the pressure on you because I know it's mostly done. But if we could have that out this week for the punters, that would be good value. Thank you. Yeah, that's the plan. So we gave you a little taste of it there at the outset. Uh, this year's uh, go-to fantasy song is Up the Waz. Uh, a little shout-out, too, to uh, obviously OMC for the original. How Bizarre, great track to find uh, probably the latter half of my 1990s. Um, and uh, also a quick shout-out to the crew that put together the Up the Waz version last year when the Up the Waz movement was really taking off. Uh, we're aware it's not quite original, but we think we're giving it a pretty cool fantasy spin. So, yep, you could expect that to be out on the socials coming out in the next week or so. So, pretty cool. Right, guys, time to climb into a little bit of content. Uh, first things first, uh, let's talk about the game that all three of us had a chance to attend on the weekend, which, of course, was preseason hit out number one for the Warriors. We had the Warriors 16, West Tigers 18. And to start with, guys, I wondered if maybe we could tee off a new segment that we like to call absolute professional versus total amateur. So, Jay Warrior, I'm going to come to you first. Think of the game that we saw. Who stood out to you as an absolute professional? Uh, this is an easy one. It had to be Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Could you tell that he'd been away for two years from rugby league? And it was great to welcome him back. Every time he got the ball, the crowd erupted. They just loved it. Still has the lightning quick feet and gave a few centres a headache because they didn't know which way he was going. He looks strong. He looks powerful. And he was definitely a class above on the edge. I know there's been a bit of concern regarding is that where we're going to get the best value from him. And I liked what I saw out there. When they got the ball out there quick and early, uh, he really performed well. Uh, also, I thought defensively, him and Montoya teamed up well, and there was a play where you could see that Montoya wasn't going to jam because he trusted that Roger had his inside. And so that really shores up one of those edges. So for me, what an absolute professional. Love the Rog and, yeah, He's going to be great for the Wires this year. Yeah, baby. And the crowd really lifted. Every time he got his hands on the ball or a big play, uh, who was the West Tiger that made the break? Uh, I can't remember who it was that made the break. but He took the intercept and ran down. Yeah. yeah. There's one yeah, of the brothers, I think. Hey. Was it? Yeah. And, and obviously Roger cutting back and just absolutely cleaning him up on the halfway line. Probably the biggest cheer of the afternoon. To be fair, which was which was pretty awesome. Yeah, but that was gold. Okay, so I, was, I, I was sitting right there in line with it, and it was quite oh, funny because yeah. you watch you watch the guy come through, and all of a sudden Roger just turns up in front of him. You're thinking, where did Roger come from? Because obviously he's playing far centre, and the dude just sort of looks like he didn't want the the fire. He got <laughs> yeah, and Roger just crushed him. Mate, honestly, it was yeah, it was good to watch. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, mate, I'm super excited for for him back this season. It's gonna be so good. Uh, Rightio, so that's our absolute professional of the week, but what about a total amateur effort? Uh, for the total amateur effort, we're going to come to you, Wee Man. What did you see on the weekend, pal? Oh, I saw a few few things, but um, yeah, no, oh, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, 
Um, I think, oh, honestly, I'm struggling because I, I, I was really impressed from the Warriors, to be honest. I, I, I thought they played really well. Um, so as far as actual amateurs, uh, not really. I mean, I guess the guy getting the send-off was, was a wee bit amateur. Um, but, yeah, all in all, I, th- I think they actually played pretty well, to be honest. Uh, you're being um, far too PC, uh, yeah. Johan, yeah, because you're, you're, you're let's be back. fair. Let's be fair. That send-off was a complete crock. And I'm not going to actually climb in on the ref per se because that was a straight NRL directive. And as soon as I saw the Medicart come out, I knew what the result was going to be. It had nothing to do. It was a head clash predominantly, and the result was sickening. I, I didn't like it one bit. You know, like he'd lay prone for three, four minutes, and I was worried, thinking, I hope he's okay. You know, like he was legit... There wasn't any any movements. I was concerned. But when the replay came up and it was head on head, I thought, okay, well, maybe there's a little bit of care and responsibility. You've got to try and get out. Give them 10 in the the bin. It was at the 20-minute mark, and it could have really ruined the whole day, and I just didn't like it. I didn't like it the fact that it was based on – I've seen plenty of other head clashes, but if both guys get up and jog on, yeah, they might go for the – HIA assessment, but there's no send-offs. So have they set a precedent saying, that's it, any head clashes that results in a guy getting knocked out, the guy will be sent? Because that's what they do in rugby. And they know that in rugby, but in the NRL, that's the first time I've seen a head clash be sent off for that based on the result. So that's my amateur call. No, yeah, fair play too. And it, it seems to me to be about the optics of the situation, doesn't it? Like in the second half, we saw a swinging arm, intentful swinging arm from West Tigers, which was placed on report. Was that what subsequently resulted in a Sinbin? I didn't see that moment, but there was no, a Sinbin no. for the Tigers. Yeah, no. I <laughs> Hey, look, when you threw that one to me, I was like, I've got directions from the boss not to mention the referees. But, <laughs> but now that you... <laughs> As Wales fans, that's part run. of our... That's our MO. We have to mention referees. <laughs> it's crazy. Even Rob Warren Brenton were talking about yeah. it. Like. Yeah, no, but, no, but to be fair, the, yeah, the, the, the weird, I didn't have a huge problem with, with that first one, to be honest. It looked pretty ugly. But the weird thing for me was that the, um, with the Tigers one, he was the third guy in swinging arms straight to the head with force. And we we're all going, oh, well, you know, he's going to get 10 at least. Um, yeah. And he didn't. He just got put on report. And we're going, oh, okay, that's all right. And then I think five minutes later, a similar incident, but probably not even as bad. And then the guy got got sent for ten. Yeah. So it was a bit of a square up, to be honest. And I was going, "Oh, please, not, yeah. not yeah, let's not talk about this." Look, I know you might be on a promise with the boss, but no, I'm going to go out there and say absolute amateur effort there from the referees, just inconsistent. And as fans, all we ask for year in, year out is consistency. So I'd just like to give out a, a, a big shout out to our number one fan, uh, Jason Paris. Yeah, represent. We'll be looking for that uh, one New Zealand sponsorship. <laughs> Love you, Jase. Se- Love you, Jase. For the segment, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get him on for an interview. Yeah. Absolute hero of the show. Uh, very good, boys. Well, is there anything else that jumped out of you at the game? There was, there's probably one little area that I just want to explore with you, and it's looking, I guess, at team makeup going forward. So we've seen Roger come out, no problems in the centres. Tane to a picky out the back, looked pretty busy. Uh, looking back at his stats last year, average of 28.2 across five games. We obviously know that Chance has got that fullback spot locked down, but here's my question to you boys. Compared with, uh, let's say, let's just run another name into the mix as well, which of course is 
a guy who had a really strong game in Ali Leia if Chance was to go down injured, is it an automatic move that Roger goes out the back or do we think young Tane is going to get a crack? What do you reckon, Jay Warrior? I think the way that we saw the lineup this week, I think uh, Tuapeki goes straight to fullback. I think it's like for like. They've told Roger he's a centre and he's just going to have to live with centre. I don't see a position this year where he plays fullback unless we lose both of them. So uh, I know what you're saying. Maybe because this Ali Tour looked awesome, like he was big and mm. boy, did he ever fend on him. I think he might make the team on his own merits throughout the year. Like if Rocco Berry or Pompey fall over, I think he's he's our number, he's first man, first cab off if there's any injuries in the centres. So don't worry about him not getting a run. He will get a run, but I feel that Webster sees like for like, Tupiki's got that in, uh, energy. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts. What about you, Yo? Yeah, um, I noticed in the app, um, Lower Tua is listed as a wing fullback as well. So, yeah, I, I wonder if I'm pretty sure he's centre. He's centre only. Is he? I'll have to fact yeah, check. I'll, it I'll double I'll check. We'll fact check it. But yeah, but to be honest, I think yeah, I think he, I think what you said about um, Tua Piki going back makes sense. They want to persist with Roger in the centres, but um, yeah, he'll be the next man up if anyone in the. And the and the backs go down, I think for sure, because yeah, he he was playing the side that we were sitting at, me and Chris, and um, yeah, he he looked like a a menace, man. He was he was a problem for the defenders. So um, yeah, no, I I look forward. We don't want any injuries, but I definitely look forward to seeing him play play more this year. And just for the facts, we were both wrong. Uh, he's only listed <laughs> as a wing fullback. <laughs> yeah, Fabulous start for Wires Weekly. Fabulous. Yeah, don't, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. No, I appreciate Obviously, it. Which is weird because he only played one game last year at centre. So that is bizarre. And it's yeah. not like they don't know who he is because they put him at 300k. So come on, fantasy, do your job. Yeah, well, 300k and is okay, danger, danger here. One game average. That's the sort of thing that speaks to me as an improving player, though. <laughs> Love it. Of 39 at centre. So, you know, it gets you a bit excited. But, um, yeah, I just, I suppose the reason I was exploring that is I was thinking to myself, well, you've got Rocco, you've got Pomps, and now you've got Ali. But out the back, you've just got. Chance and Tane, and I was like, oh, I wonder whether Webby might be tempted to go, well, I've also got a first-class fullback option if I do need to break out the RTS at any stage. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I agree with you, boys. I think I think if they've got him there working on centre, working on defences, working on, especially the, to your point there, Jay Warrior, uh, defensive combinations like stopping uh, Marcelo from um, angling in, we've got to leave it there, so... Yeah, it's a good shout, mate. Very good shout. Okay, boys, so just thinking about the game, any other thoughts that you had from heading down to the stadium here at Christchurch from the weekend, Jay Warrior? Anything that caught your eye? Yeah, I loved it. I loved the crowd. She was packed, and it was so packed. I heard that there was even a palooka that turned up and there were people sitting in his seats. <laughs> and he had to go yeah. and humbly ask the security guard, excuse me, somebody's sitting in my seat. And then it turned out uh, they double sold your seat. 
they had, and if I just want to make this point, and, and the wee man will back me up, if you saw the size of the guy that was sitting in the seat, you know, got security involved. I hope you enjoyed it. And to be fair, eh, Chris, it's not like we got invited up to somebody's corporate box, so. No, we get the problems with the cheap seats. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but as for the game per se, I love the effort of the boys put in. You know, like I thought on paper, Tigers brought over quite a strong lineup and it actually showed in the first 20 minutes, I thought the Tigers were probably the better team and having Stefan um, and all their guns. Clemmer, um, yeah, they actually looked good and we were sort of holding on a little bit. Once their guns went off, we got parity and even though we were down to 12 men, we still hung on. There were some really nice things. I love the look of that Laban. Uh, it, it's tough to know where he's going to get a run. That's that's the sad part, you know. We're showing real depth at the Warriors and that's a good problem to have for Webby. So, um that's cool. He ran a beautiful line for that try, so uh, good news there. Uh, there was a cracking name that came out in the second half of the Warriors. He was playing at fullback, and uh, he was called Geronimo Doyle. So, <laughs> so we're hoping he gets a run because then we can hit, hit it with the song. Yeah, hey, he'll get a song. Geronimo, he... hey, Geronimo. Okay, okay, calm down, music boy. So, yeah. If he gets a start, a song will be made for him. But no, it was it was. I loved the whole day. It was a beautiful sunny day. Uh, the crush at Easterly was a bit annoying, but no, it was quality. The team, yeah, we've got depth coming out our ears. I believe this year we've got five teams for the Warriors. So we've obviously got the reserves. We've got SG Ball. We've got under 18s. We've got under 16s, and it's just going to continue to keep that depth. At the Warriors. Yeah, cool, mate. What about you, Weeman? Anything you saw, obviously sitting there live in the stands and next to a seat that I should have been in? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It was, um, I was sitting there, he's this really big guy, actually. It was, nah. uh, it was <laughs> real, real nice fella. <laughs> <laughs> Had good chat. Yeah, nah. No, honestly, oh, honestly, game day was awesome. Um, it started off with the with the Timmy trumpet. My, my son loves that song, so he was jumping up and down. Uh, I thought that the boys looked really fit. Um, and there was a couple of moments for me that just I was like, oh, we're on. This is our year. Um, that Laban scored the first try when he ran through um, through the line and scored. And honestly, it looked like 40 warriors came from all over the place, just about cleared the bench to jump on him. And I was like, man, this is a trial game, boys, you know, like against the Tigers B, but they didn't care. Um, I think there's like mm. a real good vibe in the club. Um couple of other things I noticed. Um, Jay Warrior mentioned it before. I'm pretty sure he snaked my take. But um, th- with with Roger, just his defence, honestly, because um, I think sometimes the Warriors um, wingers have a tendency to, to jam in and they don't, they don't always trust their insides. But um, I saw a real good replay of that where you could see Roger screaming to um, Montoya to, to, to stay out and Montoya just trusted him and went to his wing. Roger came across and crushed him. I think even um, they, they made an error. So stuff like that is just really good signs. Um, and also I think it was just good to see Bunty as well. Um, I think Bunty's been in the system a long time now and he's always been that sort of second or third guy. 
Um, but with AFB moving on next year, I think it's really time for, for Bunty to prove his worth. Um, and he looked really good. He looked busy, um, looked fit, he looked strong. So I'm hoping for The only thing I'll say too. about Bunty, though, was he did his best work against their second-rate team. I was more yeah. probably excited about uh, our favourite player, Tom, get another Ale. Um, and he had an offload, which I hadn't seen much of before, so that was kind of cool to see. And he was bending the line against the front liners. So, yeah, yeah I actually can see him really um, lifting this year, knowing that he's going to be right in the mix for the starting spot the season after. So look for big things out of him. They both scored, I think, 50 fantasy points, which uh, makes you start sniffing around. I wouldn't sniff around Bunty, but uh, one injury and Tom Arley would be all over my team. Yeah, well, he was certainly flirting around with my team last year for sure. A lot of value there. Uh, I know, obviously, the Warriors uh, do have big raps on Zion, who had his afternoon cut short courtesy of his shoulder. But, boy, he is a big unit that you see in live, isn't he? He is massive, Zion Moe. And he's got those full tattered legs, so he must be a sight to look at running head on. I would, yeah. 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 So I think in terms of our forward stocks, you know, and Bunty, don't get me wrong, ultimate club man, love him. He puts in the effort, but as Jay Warrior said, he hasn't really got the offload and that's those sorts of things, but... So probably not the fantasy relevancy that we're into, but I love him. Absolutely love Bunty being part of our club. So, oh well, we'll look ahead to uh, next week again, uh, going again in uh, trial number two. But we'll talk about that a bit later on. In the meantime, boys, so inaugural show, and we've all dutifully worn appropriate attire, which is really nice to see. So we're all rocking different jerseys for the listeners out there, and we thought what we'd do is what we call the Warriors Errors Tour. So my missus is one of the lucky few who's heading across to Sydney this week to go and see Tay-Tay. And she's, of course, picked out her favourite Taylor Swift era. And, yep, fair play to her. There's far too much chat going on about preparations for it. But let's do the Warriors Era Tour, boys, because resplendent jerseys and representing different areas of the Warriors. So my question for you is, and we're going to go back to the OG here, back to Jay Warrior, who's wearing one of the original DB Bitter if you like, they've redone it with the Heritage jersey, haven't they, Rich? Rich, But that's one of the OG ones. So thinking back to the OG 95 Warriors, Rich, and the jersey that you're wearing, which player do you think best, I guess, encapsulated the spirit of those OG Warriors? Yeah, I suppose any time you get a beautiful perm and a mullet perm uh, a la Dylan DWZ, and that was Hydro Occasini. And he'd just come out and he would pump those little legs and he proudly wore the shirt. But my other big memory of 95 was Sean Hoppe. And he had that big, powerful step. But I also remember Graham Hughes, who used to commentate our games, and he'd be like, Hoppe, Hoppe down the sideline. And uh, it just rings true with me that Graham Hughes was one of our great commentators that uh, we've given many chances to, but no. Uh, but interesting, I went through the whole team of that 95, and it wasn't until 96 where Stacey Jones was really the first Warriors icon, I would say. Like, even though that 95 team had Dean Bell and Sean Hoppy and Hydro Cassini, they weren't icon players. Sean... Um, Stacey Jones was our first icon player and he came the year after 
we're, that we were still wearing similar jerseys. No, quality there. And, yeah, I remember going to one of the earlier games. I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, oh, the Cowboys. I, w- I want to say it was a game against the Cowboys at Mount Smart back in the day. And, yeah, we saw Hytro doing his thing. And, honestly, it was a sight to behold, eh, with the flowing, beautiful mullet. Like, just, yeah, pure gold. Okay, Weeman. So now we're going to come to you, buddy. And I'll just try to put a a date on that jersey, and I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around about the mid-2000s. You're pretty close, man. I think it was the 2010-2011 season. Hectic season. Um, I actually Good memories, man. You're taking me back. I um, I scored this jersey at the Warriors versus Storm game uh, up at Mount Smart. I was there for the... um, my stag do and scored a jersey stink game it was the one that greg inglis just absolutely tore us apart but um Mm. it was pretty cool because that 2011 year was the one that we made the final um and i was uh humble brag i was lucky enough to get to the the tigers game and then the storm game um as well which was real cool um so for me when i was looking back at some of the players um there are some pretty awesome ones man um names like uh Ben Matalino, Valeri Mateo, um, Sam Rapera, Michael Luck, uh, Lance Hohaya. Um, shout out to a local Christchurch boy, um, old Brown, Lewis Brown. Louis. Yeah, here's a gun. Yeah, yeah. And there was also the year that we resurrected James Maloney's um, career. <laughs> Still like <laughs> us for that, eh? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a barbecue. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crack up on the footy show, eh, that year. Um, but to be honest, um, this might not be popular, but for me, when I see this jersey, um, it was Kevin Locke for me. Um, yeah, shout out to the little Oof. guy. Yeah, massive heart. I remember watching a game um, he played in, a, in the wet at Jade Stadium back then, and I don't know if you guys remember, he like he saved a try. I was with you, you idiot. Oh, but yeah, no, he saves the try. Wraps himself around the pole, pole, and then he he gets like carted off in like three pieces. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just we love Kevin Locke. That year, yeah, hell of yeah. a game. So. Um, unbelievable game. I remember that game too because I was there, and it was I'm guessing at most five degrees sideways it was rain. Horrific. Yeah, oh, it was awful. But then, and I think the Warriors did a big comeback there too. Like it was, they scored two or three tries with maybe fifteen minutes to go to win that game. So it was mm. unreal. Yeah, no, Kevin Locke, good shout. Well, for the listeners out there, I'm wearing a more modern-day jersey. In fact, it's the 25th anniversary jersey, which I think will make it around about 2020, so a bit of COVID ball uh, for this jersey. And a few good players to choose from in the modern era. Uh, you know, we've had some absolute studs come and go. I think RTS, obviously was a genuine stud around that sort of 2018 period on. But the guy I want to talk about, boys, is our talismatic leader, Tohu. I love having Tohu at our club. I know he he had a glittering career with Melbourne. I think he stayed there for like four years or something and notched 100 games. But having him over here just makes a lot of sense, eh? He's just – I know he looks like he's the mummy walking around the field, but he has come out and said that's just – it's not for injury sake, it's – I don't know, did he say it's aesthetics or something? But, yeah, no, I love Tohu Harris. Uh, I think he represents our club well. I loved seeing last year with the way the team went because he's come, he's gone through some tough 
post-match interviews, you'd have to say. But then last year, to be able to uh, have that year and have that smile on his face for so many of those games was just brilliant, eh? So here's hoping we get a repeat this year from our leader. Tom. Good shout. Love him. Good shout. Love him to bits. Yeah. He'll be hey, in Chris. my team this year, probably. Yeah, bro. Hey, Seabulls. Out of the three of us, who who do you think would be most likely to hit him up for a selfie in the Corey Lounge? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jay Warrior. He's such a fanboy, that guy. He's he's embarrassing. That is rich coming from Seabulls, though. That is rich coming (laughs) from Seabulls. I know. I half expected him to sort of hang around for an hour after the game on Sunday, just (laughs) waiting for a photo with Rog. Oh, I'd love one with Rog. That'd be that'd be top draw. Or Benji. Benji was there, so that would have been life. quite cool too. Oh, love a bit of Benji as well. Rightio, boys. Well, uh, that's a good little walk through the Warriors' errors tour. I enjoyed it very much. Now let's talk some serious brass tacks here, fellas. We have what I call a reasonably competitive uh, head-to-head and overall league that we're part of. Uh, shout out to our, our league members. We, we appreciate you very much. Uh, so competitive that none of the three of us won it last year. So, you know, fair play to Sam. Shout out to Sam for winning it last year. But I suppose the competition runs even deeper when you consider just the three of us. So it's time to talk forfeit, boys. Now, for those who perhaps don't really know what forfeit means, if you look up uh, some of the NFL fantasy leagues, some of those leagues get really carried away with what the loser of the league has to do at the end of the season. Something to motivate you along, make sure that you're, you're really putting some effort in. So between the three of us, we've decided that, yeah, we're going to throw a forfeit on the line for this season. So the, the lowest overall score between myself, Jay Warrior and the Weeman is going to pick up a forfeit. But what we need is we need the punters' help to pick what that forfeit will be. So we've all been thinking about it throughout the week. And it's time, boys, to table the ideas for the punters to pick from. So I'm going to come to you, first of all, Jay Warrior, for your idea. Let's go ahead. Okay, well, I'm not taking a lot of credit for this because uh, Pat talked about it when I mentioned what we might do for our draft. Uh, But there wasn't a lot of love for anyone forfeiting in the draft. Uh, Riley, I'm calling you out because I felt you were (laughs) your favourite. But anyway... (laughs) The idea was good and it's solid. Like I looked at some of those other ones online and I don't want a tattoo, I don't want a waxing, I don't want any stuff like that. But I did like the one where you had to spend 24 hours at a McDonald's. (laughs) But for every burger you eat, you get to take one hour off your time. So if you eat 24 burgers in the first hour, you can just walk out of McDonald's a happy man. Well, a fat man. Oh man! But let's if say you can only do. Idea. But if you could only do twelve burgers, well, you'll be there from six off. six in the morning till six oh. at night. Oh. Oh, oh no! Oh uh, no! So yeah. yeah, okay, all right. It's on the table. It's on the table. We're in the. Okay. We are yeah, in the mine. hands of the punters. So yeah. all right. So twenty four hours in Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> can you pick which Maccas? I hope you can pick which Maccas. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we can pick you what Maccas. You... <laughs> no, you can't. No. Okay. All right. Cover to you, Wee Man. Come on, table your idea, mate. 
Oh, well, to be honest, um, I had a broad spectrum because I've never lost to you two idiots, oh. so I'm, oh, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah. So, look, I had a good think about this today. Uh, bear with me here. I had a few ideas, but um, and I was thinking I wanted to be I wanted to be difficult, but I also want it to be uh, something that you could be proud of too. So, what I've decided after. As you boys know, we we do a few challenges um, on our group chat, and so what I've decided is next April, twenty twenty five, the loser out of the three of us will have to run the Christchurch half marathon. Oh, uh, oh hey, no. it's no drama for me, but old baby oh, cast no. over there. Oh, yeah. oh sorry, <laughs> there was a caveat. Uh, Chris is allowed to bike it. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or can I have one of those uh, wheelchairs? You know. Yeah, I'd be oh. that confident that I'd do the full marathon. Oh, all right. There you go. Oh, you've heard it here first, folks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. A, a I'm not losing, and and B, come on, we've got to make it punishing. So, so, so I tell you what, we've covered both ends of the spectrum because if if you lose with Richard's challenge, you get to eat twenty four burgers. If you if you lose if you lose the wee man's challenge, you've got to go and run a half marathon. That's brutal. But, boys, great ideas, but I'm telling you now, neither of them are getting across the line because if I got the forfeit for you, I call it 12 reasons not to lose. The loser of our group chat will do, as directed by the other two, a photo shoot of 12 <laughs> posed photos in various costumes and outfits and we'll then go down to Harvey Norman and we'll make up a calendar so that the other two get to enjoy it for the entire 2025 year. The, the loser's calendar. That's the forfeit and you just got to do what you got to do. I, I think that's just showing your perverse nature. You want to see <laughs> Johan in all sorts of weird poses. So, yeah. No, I, look, I, I think we let, let's leave it to the punters, but I I think we've got three feasible suggestions. We've got the marathon, the eating challenge, and the calendar challenge. We'll put that yeah. up on the socials and the punters can decide, eh? And I'm telling you now, if the punters choose the calendar and it's Jay Warrior, I will be selling copies <laughs> of that calendar. I'll think about which charity would like to have a $5 donation yeah. <laughs> from all the copies I sell. Probably none of them. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Oh, very good, boys. There we go, the forfeit. We're going to throw that on the socials. We want you guys to decide what it is the loser of our group is going to end up doing. So please, please pump in a vote. You'll find us, of course, on uh, Facebook. It'll be on Instagram. I don't know how to use TikTok, so it probably won't be there. But, uh, yeah, get in and have a vote, guys. Uh, Rightio, boys, we've got a game to look forward to next week, uh, the second week of the trials, and we are hosting the Dolphins at Go Media Mount Smart Stadium. I don't know, is it close to a sellout, boys? Looking forward to the game? What, what are your thoughts? And perhaps if I could indulge you, I want to bring back the righteous gut feel. What do you think your righteous gut feel is going into week number two? Jay Warrior. Yeah, my righteous gut feel is that we are going to come out hot. I think we'll field a nigh-on full-strength team. Maybe Roger might not play and maybe uh, Ford won't play, but I think all our other guns will play for at least half because 
I think we're going to come out and give them a bit of a towel up in the first half and then we'll bring on the also Rams to polish them off in the second half. But yeah, I, I just, I think we on. So we on, we on for we sure. On. Is SJ playing? Is he available for this, this game? I heard maybe the moon boot might've meant round one. Uh, I'll tell you at Teamless Tuesday tomorrow. <laughs> Webby, Webby hasn't phoned me today, so I can't tell oh, you. Oh, he hasn't. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's he's blocked you. That's yeah. yeah, he's blocked me, actually. Was, <laughs> I tried phoning to- him again, yeah. <laughs> that was Tohu's suggestion after that selfie. Yeah, that's right. So. Lock that guy. What do you reckon, Wee Man? You looking forward to it? Oh, I'm pumped, man. Yeah. Um, like I'd... I enjoyed the Tigers game, to be honest, other than the result. I thought that the effort was there. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be good to see guys like Jazz Tavanga um, and Dylan Walker get some game time, obviously, because they missed the, the first trial through to the um, Maldi game. I'm sure they'll they'll get a run probably in that first half, like your boy said. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how the halves go, to be honest. For me, that's, you know, you, you guys know me. I'm pretty, you know, flashy, you know, I'm, I like the I like the fast guys, the steppers. So I'm really keen to see how the halves go. I think um, for me, Luke Metcalf was a real standout last week, um, and I think he looked really comfortable in the seven jersey. So I think we'd all agree he'll he's in line to play six. Um, but I guess they'll have to give Tam- Tamari Martin a run as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just really keen to see how how they go um, yeah. in this game against the Dolphins. Yeah, I have a look to see if it's sold out, but. Christchurch Stadium last weekend was sold out. That was a heck of an effort from the crowd. Yeah, I believe it's nigh on sold out up there for a trial, which is crazy. But it just shows the appetite for league at the moment. It is huge here. Meanwhile, we've got Super Rugby trial games on. They had one just down the road from me the other day. And there was six men and a dog watching. You know, like no one's watching. And then you go to the league and it is packed. And everyone's wearing merch. And it'll be double so up in Auckland because they love it. You, you, you're spot on there. And honestly, the NRL need to, I'm sure they are sitting up and taking notice of this, but it'd be lovely for them to respect a lot more the Kiwi NRL fandom that they have at the moment. I was staggered, boys, uh, walking to our seats at the stadium. The line for the merch was off the chain. You couldn't Absolutely get there. Absolutely off the chain. You couldn't get I wanted, it. Like they were I was going to buy one of those training Canterbury training jerseys, yeah. and I thought... I could miss the first sixty minutes if I stand in the line. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but, that's, that's but also, I'll give them a, an absolute slap as well because why would you have one merch area open? Yeah, you know, you, you need you could have had ten open. It was that popular, and the same was last year. One merch spot open. Come on, guys, sort it out. People want to buy your stuff. Open up more merch stands, please. Oh. They make a killing. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, sweet. Anyways, that's what we've got to look forward to next week. So can't wait, uh, and it will obviously give us a lot better idea of uh, what we're looking at in terms of our fantasy teams. It's certainly from a Warriors and Dolphins perspective. But folks, thanks for joining us. That's been our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you, of course, uh, just as a reminder, you can find Talking League on all your socials: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Talking League one over on Twitter. Talking League pod on the others. So please reach out and connect with us. Uh, we'd love to have you. Your banter, it's what makes the show just that so just that much more enjoyable. So have a great week, everyone. And as always, up the wires. Up the wires. Up the wires. <laughs>